Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 655. I'm going solo. Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. For years, restaurant owners have been pleading for more integration in their restaurants, and they finally got it. Restaurant 365 is a cloud-based, all-in-one, restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with POS systems, payroll providers, and food and beverage vendors. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and a free inventory build in Restaurant 365 a value of $5,000. Were you aware that 89% of guests will research a restaurant online before dining out? This is why it is so important for you to be mindful of what your online presence is. Visit getbento.com slash unstoppable to sign up for your Bento Box website today. Bento Box empowers restaurants to own their presence, profits, and relationships online. One more time, that is getbento.com slash unstoppable. Everybody loves payday, am I right? But loving your payroll provider, that's a different story. It's a little weird. Still, small businesses across the country love running payroll with Gusto. Gusto automatically files and pays your taxes. It's super easy to use, and you can add benefits and HR support to help take care of your team and keep your business safe. It's loyal, it's modern, and who knows, you might even fall in love. To learn more, head over to gusto.com slash unstoppable, and when you run your first payroll, you'll get your first three months free. Again, that's gusto.com slash unstoppable. Yo, what's going on? Unstoppables. So I'm going solo today. Why am I going solo today? Honestly, um, things have been slow. To be completely frank, things have been slow on the road in Denver. I kind of didn't realize how much of a dent I already put in Denver before getting here, but all the people that are being recommended to me to get on the show have already been on the show. Um, so I wasn't really anticipating that. And I think the other variables that I'm, I'm facing right now is that it's, it's a festival season, I guess is what they call it up here in Denver, which is just making people really unaccessible. And on top of that, um, the people that I really have on my radar who I have not gotten on the show yet are like all in the process of opening restaurants, which makes making time to be a guest on a podcast really difficult. So, um, with that said, uh, you know, I, I feel like this, this episode that I'm about to share with you has kind of been something, uh, that is needed, something that's been a, a long time coming. Something that I need to be better about doing is just opening up and giving you, my listeners, a little bit more of me, uh, who I am, what's going on behind the scenes, opening up to you guys, making this relationship between you and myself, the host of Restaurant Unstoppable, uh, something that's a little bit more just personal and meaningful, really, Um, not just a disembodied voice, but I want you guys to see what's going on behind the scenes so it resonates with you, so you're familiar with the work that's going into this and maybe even recruit some of you who know. So I'm just going to open up today. Really what, what I want to cover today is what's happened in the past year. Um, what I've learned from those, those experiences in the past year and what the future of restaurant unstoppable looks like based off of these lessons and how you can be a part of it. So that's what we're going to cover today. And, uh, to kind of set you up for, uh, this past year, uh, I'm gonna go a little bit further back and say that, you know, my mission, my vision for restaurant unstoppable has, has always been to, to be able to re- go travel and record on site and to be on a more intimate level with my guest and to, to be able to see into their restaurant, to be able to see how they do things, not just talk about how they do things, but to witness it, to experience it and to pull you into those experiences and to to share things with you. You know, say we talk about a POS or we talk about any service, we talk about any technology, like we can do a little B-roll and show you how that works, do a demo, things like that. It's always been my dream to be able to be on the road. So for the past two years, I've been on the road. I've been able to literally for the past two years, I have not been in one spot 
for more than three months. For the past, the past 24 months of my life, I have not been in one spot consecutively for more than three months. That's how crazy my life has been in the past two years. Uh, I learned a lot that first year of being on the road. Basically, the idea was go out, uh, you know, spend three, four months on the road, content blitz, do a week in each city and just go crush and then just line things up and record a ton. I learned pretty quickly that I was so busy recording that I didn't have time to actually line things up. So I would be going hard for a week and then I would take a week off setting things up for the next week and then I'd go hard for a week. And it was just super transactional. You know, I, I was meeting so many people growing my network bigger than ever before. But at the same time, ironically, I had so many people in my life, but I never felt more alone. Uh, going to all these people, meeting all these people, meeting great people. But the thing is we, we can't just have acquaintances. We need solid people in our lives. We need our, we need to be grounded. You know, we need to be anchored. We need those people that we can just offload on and share what's happening to us and to, to, to just be human with, right. To, we need that, that anchor in our life. And I didn't have that in my life. Cause I was just so trans, you know, just so transient going, 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 going. I was literally just unstoppable going, going, going for about a year. And then I said to myself, this is unsustainable. Like this is not good for me, my mental health, my emotional state being so transitional. Um, I have no stability in my life, no solid people in my life. I need to spend time in one spot, get familiar. Um, I mean, you don't even realize what it's like to be so transient like that. Literally every moment of your life, you're just in a new strange place and you just don't even know where you are. The amount of energy you use just trying to figure out where you are. Like you take it for granted, uh, not having those routines and those habits in your life. So these are things I was learning the hard way. So I said to myself, you know, like I love this idea of being intimate, meeting people face to face. The audio quality is way better. The, the connection, the, the emotional connection with the guests is way better, but this isn't good for my health. Uh, I need to be able to get into a routine. I need to be able to, to, you know, find one spot, spend a couple months there, really network, meet people, make friends, you know, really connect with people on a different level. And that was what my goal over this past year was. So I chose Austin, Texas to be the first city where I choose to settle roots into go deep and to pull back the layers and to let my work be my research to find out who in my actual interviews, when I'm talking to people, when I'm interviewing them, they're telling me about the people that had influences on their lives. You see the trends that I wanted in my research, my interview to be the research to set me up for who the next person I talked to. I wanted it to be organic like that. And I was able to do it. I had a great experience um, about a year ago from this day. I, I got to Austin, Texas in October of 2018 and I went hard and I, I connected with so many people and I had the support of some awesome folks. Casey, Marissa, Anna Tazin were like my, you know, Casey and Marissa, they, they were my home base. They, they gave me a place to, to lay my head a great deal. I think I was paying them like $500 a month to, to, for two and a half months to, to stay in their home downtown Austin. So grateful and so fortunate to have them in my corner. But beyond that, Casey, Casey Hensley, he's the founder of In the Weeds. Uh, which is a community of restaurant professionals in Austin. He had a massive network and Anna Tazen, you might know that name. She's been a guest a few times on the show. She was at the time, the uh, president of marketing and innovation for the, the Texas restaurant association. I had some big swingers in my corner and that's kind of one of the reasons why I chose Austin is because, you know, the, the culinary talent in that city is amazing. And I had some really great, um, people in my corner in my network to help to open up doors for me. So I went to Austin, Texas and it was an incredible experience. Uh, got tons of interviews, really connected with my guests on a different level, uh, tied into their networks. They open up. Everyone was so generous with their networks. You guys listen to the content. I, I spent a lot of time in Texas. So two and a half months in Austin and in San Antonio going, going kind of back and forth between those two cities. And then a couple of weeks in Dallas and a couple of weeks in Houston. And during this time, uh, my relationship with Anna really grew. Anna Tazen really grew to the point where I, you know, I, I developed a lot of respect for who she was and her ability. And I also, and this was where it gets a little bit uh, dicey where I might be oversharing. Uh, and I hope she forgives me, but I kind of could see on the wall, you know, the writing was on the wall that she was in a, a weird spot with the, the Texas restaurant association. Like she, she was thinking about maybe leaving going on to do different things. Um, the situation 
about a year ago wasn't great for her. It has changed since, and we'll get into that. So I'm thinking to myself, holy smokes, I have this rock star who has the same values, the same vision, the same wants to make the same impact I want to make right here. You know, this is great to, to have something like that. No, I might not have to do this by myself anymore. It's kind of what I was thinking. Maybe Anna might be able to get on board around the same exact time. Brandon Hull is another name you might recognize. He's interviewed me in the past. I've had him on the show a few times. He was one of my first guests, uh, founder of Next Restaurants, a website dedicated to basically the future of restaurants. And today he is the host of founder to freelance podcast, crushing it over there. Mentor of mine, friend of mine, Brandon Hull. Love you, buddy. He put me in the hot seat, interviewed me about the 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 history and the future of Restaurant Unstoppable. We kind of gave some teasers about a year ago. It's hard to believe it was almost a year ago we published that episode. But um, Brandon, around this time, Brandon was really challenging me to take Restaurant Unstoppable to the next level. What do I mean? What do I mean by the next level? Well, basically, at this point, all Restaurant Unstoppable was was a podcast, um, and you know, a good podcast, a podcast that was growing and doing really well, and he saw a lot of potential. In a lot of, you know, just a lot of good things on the horizon for myself and restaurant unstoppable. And he kind of put pressure on me to say, Hey, Eric, you know, you've been walking, you've been doing a great job with the podcast. You've been walking, but it's time to run. It's time to think beyond just a podcast. What can you do with this thing? How can you scale this thing? How can you take this thing to the next level? And, you know, I needed that. I needed to kick the ass. I, need, I needed somebody to push me. And it's great. You know, it's great to surround yourself with people who will make you be better. And I'm so fortunate to have Brandon in my corner to push me to be better, to challenge my status quo, and to really to, to, to just push the envelope. And he's been that for me. So I was like, all right, you're right. Like, what, what, can, what could Restaurant Unstoppable be? So we started kicking around the ideas of what the future of Restaurant Unstoppable is going to be. And really what we wanted to do is just create multiple channels of revenue for Restaurant Unstoppable, but also add multiple channels of value for you, the listeners. So those di- different channels of value were going to be courses. Uh, we're going to do deep dive conversations with some of our affiliates, but only and it's important to to note that our affiliates are only the products and services our guests are recommending. So we're basically going to, you know, you know, we, we spent five years, six years plowing ahead, uh, recording all this content. We left this weight behind us. Where we're going to turn around and, and filter through the data, the content to find out what people are recommending and, and what we've learned and to, to really lean into those big lessons and to, to, to create courses around those lessons or tutorials around those lessons and to host all these lessons, um, on restaurant unstoppable, but on a platform on a website that was much more robust than I already had. So we're going to basically go through all the past content, um, and categorize, uh, by state, by type of restaurant. Um, uh, we're, we're going to tag basically if you want to just marketing content, you can listen to just marketing content. If you want to just, um, content around culture, you can listen to content just around culture. If you want to tech content, you can listen to just tech content. If you want to listen to fine dining restaurant tours, you can listen to just fine dining or fast casual. You get the idea where we're going to make this thing filterable and searchable and much more user friendly, the website. And we're going to incorporate not just the podcast, the audio content, but these courses and these, these video tutorials in together to make it just much more user friendly. And it was a project. It was going to be a lot of work, but we're up for it. And I knew that I couldn't do it alone. I knew that I couldn't do it alone. We say it all the time on the show. Two things determine scaling or two, 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 two things is determine your growth, right? You can probably, you're probably saying them to yourself right now. Uh, the first thing, people, the second thing, cash flow. So cash flow was something that was, it was on its way in. One of the first things we did when Brandon came on to the kind of, to help coach. And that was kind of Brandon's role. He was a coach. He said, he, he said he would give me a year of his time to, to coach us, to, 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 help steer us in the right direction and to take, help us take restaurant unstoppable to the next level. And, um, that was the goal to get this thing that what I just explained to you up and going in a, in a year's time. I mentioned before we need two things to scale. We need people and cash flow. One of the first things Brandon did for us was he, he helped me realize the value of my ad space. I think he it, just that in that first month, he helped me double my revenue because I really was just not, giving myself the, I was undervaluing restaurant unstoppable. He said, Eric, I really think you can get almost twice as much from your ad space to what you're getting. You, you got to understand how much value you've created here. So he's like, let me take over, um, sponsorship negotiation. And that was the first thing he did. And sure enough, uh, in less than a couple of weeks, we were doubling the cash flow. So sweet. Now I can afford to 
get the tools and resources I need to create this vision, right? The, the, the cost of just the infrastructure, right? I was going to be able to afford this now. Awesome. The thing I did not quite have yet was the people. Um, I'm not a technician. I'm not a detail oriented person. I have no experience in web design or really marketing or anything of that nature. I've learned a lot on the show, but it's not my lane. My lane is culture. My lane is people. My lane is, is just doing whatever I can do to serve the person that's right in front of me. That's where I shine. So one of the first people I went to, one of the first people I tried to create or to recruit was Anna, obviously, um, has so much respect for her. Everything that I've learned through the show about partnerships, do they have the same values? Do they have the same vision? Do they uh, complement you well? She is the complete opposite of who I am as far as skill set goes. So I went after Anna, and she loved the idea. She was on board. We're even talking about giving her her own podcast on the same platform where she would focus on marketing and innovation and technology. So maybe that's still something that's possible. Who knows? Uh, Anna and I, are, we're still doing great, but... Uh, the other thing I really needed, um, I, I kind of laid out this picture of this very robust system. And I, I had a cash flow, but not a ton of cash flow. But I do have a friend. We'll call this friend Nelson. This friend lives in Thailand. This friend has this this friend and I go back to first grade, and um <laughs> he was that kid that was who disappeared around middle school because he discovered computers, right? And he was the athlete, the star pitcher, the basketball player, uh, the popular kid in, in class. And he still did pretty well throughout elementary school and, and middle school. But around middle school, he just started to drop off the face of the planet because he discovered computers and what he was doing. He, he, he just fell in love with computers, um, web design, development, coding, all this stuff way back in like 1999, 1998, 1997. Um, when this stuff is just emerging and this kid ended up dropping out of high school, when he was a junior and he, he was a millionaire by the time he was 18 years old. Like he's just one of those. Right. And he's a good friend of mine. He's in Thailand. Um, so I thought to myself, you know, I, I don't have the, the cash to the build to code this, this behemoth. We even wanted to have a feature on the new site where I'd, I'll let my listeners to be able to connect directly with my guest and get literally mentored to set up a one hour conversation or a 30 minute conversation uh, and connect on my platform, literally a melting pot of mentors, uh, a network of people sharing knowledge. That was the vision. And I was going to recruit my friend in Thailand to, to code and program and custom build this platform. So you knew that I was out in Thailand in, you know, January, February, March that around that time. And Jared went out there with me. And basically what we were doing during that time was learning what we had to do to build this platform. We were going through restaurant unstoppable, collecting data so we can make it filterable, like to give you all those features I was talking about earlier and just going through all the content. We're also working on SEO, which is a lot of work. We're, we're improving the SEO of each page. You know, when you record over 500 interviews, that's 500 posts you have to go through to improve each post SEO. It was a lot of work and it took about, it took about the full two months that we're out in Thailand to um, accomplish this work. And um, I was actually able to get my friend to build this platform. He coded everything. He built it from scratch. He built a custom multifunctional, incredible platform that restaurant unstoppable was going to live on. Awesome. About two to three weeks before we're scheduled to leave Thailand, my friend says, I'm not going to give you this platform that I built for you. Wow. <laughs> you know, like my life was kind of shattered at this point. Uh, I recruited these incredible people. We're, we're putting things in motion. The, the things look great for restaurant stoppable. And then this bomb gets dropped. So, you know what? It's fine. Um, I kind of figured I kind of, uh, you know, looking from his perspective, understanding where he was coming from, I think he knew that it's a good idea, but he knew me well enough to know he knew where I was as being, be, being a business person like he is. He knew where I was and he knew that I wasn't going to be able to steer the ship on my own. What do I mean by that? I mean, this was a custom piece of uh on a website, uh, coding programming that he built. And if I needed any changes, any changes I would need, he would have to do for me. It was custom. And I think that he knew what he was getting himself into. Honestly. Um, I was trying to tackle too much. I think he recognized that. And I think he knew that if he gave me this thing, he'd be obligated to help me run it. And I think he was afraid of that. So he chose not to. So when I really reflect 
on the situation, what was going on. I think, I think that's where he was. And I, you know what? I don't disagree with him. I honestly don't. I think he was right. I think it would have been a lot for just me and a couple other people to manage. And there's no hard feelings there. Really? There's not. Um, so yeah, he dropped that, that bomb on me. And you know what? For a couple of days, I was kind of in the dumps. We just said, you know, that's fine. We, we, we can do it on our own. We can use other, there's, you know, there's, we don't, might, not be able to do all those things we wanted to do, but we can start with just courses. We can, we can narrow this down and focus on just one thing that we can do on top of the podcast, add value into add another channel of revenue. And we decided on courses. So basically from March on to this past August, my entire life has been, you know, recording to keep up with the content, but also learning about courses and how to create a course and how to host a course and how to promote a course. And it was a lot to learn um, on top of you know putting out two episodes a week. Um, so that was our focus. A lot of other things started to happen when I, so now we're, you know, as far as the timeline goes, we're in June of 2019. Uh, we made our way back to the States. Uh, we're going to focus on courses. Um, we kind of scrapped the idea of this huge, robust thing that we we're going to create. We just didn't have the resources to do it. Um, we didn't have the skill set to build that on our own, and we wanted to to to, to narrow our focus, to channel our focus on just courses. Um, the time is June. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, so uh, we're going to get a few more content, a few more episodes recorded up in New England. We flew back to New England. That's where Jared and I are from, and. Um, then we'll make our way to Texas. We'll, we'll be right next to Anna and Anna and I and Jared will go to town on building out this platform to start including courses. And what the future was going to look like was Jared and I um, traveling for two to three months at a time, going to get the content to put two to three months of, of content into the future. So we're going to go on these content blitzes, get a couple months of content scheduled into the future. And then we're going to come back where we're going to work on editing and uh, scheduling that content. And we're going to start recording these courses. We're going to go back to the network and start doing these deep dive courses. And we're going to host those courses at restaurant stoppable. That was the plan. Uh, so <laughs> what I didn't expect happening, um, I knew Anna was going to be busy in June and July because it's the national, it's the TRA's uh, marketplace. So her line of work, like the, the TRA gets super busy. The Texas restaurant association gets super busy through June and July. Cause that's when they're hosting their big annual event. So I knew she was going to be out of the pocket during that time. Um, at the same time, this is, I might be divulging a little too much information here. And if, if I get in trouble, I, I hope I get forgive, but, um, the Texas restaurant association was going through, a, a basically um, the CEO was uh, retiring and they were going to hire a new CEO and um, they're also looking to just kind of rejigger and remodel their, their structure, their, um, their organization in general, really. Uh, and and the, the, the CEO that replaced the exiting CEO for the Texas restaurant association was somebody that Anna really admired and looked up to. And all the things, all the issues that she was dealing with were kind of going out the window or out the door with the, the old, uh, administration. And she was really hopeful and really excited about the new administration, um, and to be completely frank, they're, they're promoting her. They're offering her a great package. She, she needed to stay and she was excited to stay and I couldn't be more happy for her. So basically at that point, she had a whole new job, a whole new role, a whole new organization that she was a part of at the TRA. And, um, and all honesty, I couldn't be more excited for her and the Texas restaurant association because it just, you, you see that there's a lot of really positive things happening in that, that group. And you know, now Anna's at the, at the, she's spearheading it and great things are going to happen. could not be more excited. She just didn't have the bandwidth for restaurant unstoppable. So I, now I'm losing people that I was going to depend on. Brandon told me from day one that he only was able to give us a year of time just consulting. So now I'm losing Anna who um, was really going to be my opposite. Basically the technician, the person to work on them, all the, the bells and whistles. I'm not that person. I was going to be on the road getting content and just trying to find amazing people to make an example of and share their knowledge. That was going to be my role. And, um, yeah, the other thing, that, <laughs> so this is my life. This is, I wanted to share this with you guys going to get an idea of what I've been going through to, to, to scale the sucker. Um, that was around July, uh, early August where she kind of 
didn't quite come out and say, but the writing was on the wall that she didn't have the bandwidth I needed from her to take this thing to the next level. So now I'm kind of a little bit more on my own. She, she did help a lot with, uh, the website design uh, for the new uh, restaurant or unstoppable courses.com um, to host our first course that went live in early September. Yeah. Uh, that, that month of August was crazy. Just me making sure that everything's ready to go, uh, continuing to record two episodes a week and to, to make sure that this, this course that we're partnering with um, Casey Anton from uh, spark business consulting, a profit first uh, consultant. I wanted to make sure the first course that we launched was a course that is a foundation, something that everybody in every business needs, which is good money management. So uh, actually, this is a good spot to pause, to take a break, to thank our first sponsor, and I'll be right back. It's the entrepreneurial myth, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's the idea that when you open your own restaurant, life is going to get easy because you get to do exactly what it is that you love, whether that's front of house or back of house. And then reality kicks in, right? You've got to do all this other stuff that comes with owning a business like taxes, HR, payroll, really boring stuff. That's where Gusto comes in. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small business. And if you want to add on 401k or health benefits, it's a breeze. Those old school clunky payroll providers just were not built for the modern small business. Not to mention, you've got to compete with the big guys, but how do you compete with the big guys when you don't have big guy bucks? Well, with Gusto, that's how. Get back to doing what it is you love and let Gusto handle the rest. And because you are Restaurant Unstoppable listeners, you'll get your first three months free when you run your first payroll. That's Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. Again, Gusto.com slash Unstoppable. So it's August. I'm going crazy trying to get this first course launched, uh, the Profit First course, and it's a money management system. Um, I think that's one thing that every new restaurant tour needs or any existing restaurant tour needs who doesn't have great money management. The profit first money management course was the first course we launched, um, put a lot of work into this. Um, and I, I thank Casey Anton for, uh, for giving us her time, her expertise, her knowledge to create this course. Uh, we promoted the the webinar. We hosted the webinar to, to launch the course. We had, um, 17, I think, total people that joined the webinar. Not a huge number, but I wasn't really expecting much. We sold one one uh, subscription to this course. <laughs> we sold one subscription to this course. I was kind of devastated. Um, not to mention, a week before the, the course went live, I totaled my car. Uh, and a week after the course went live, I was supposed to be on the road again, hitting New Mexico, uh, Denver, uh, and then heading out to California. So my life is rocked. And on top of this I mentioned that Jared was going to move down to Texas with me to be on the road. Cause you know, basically the plan was he and I were going to move to Texas. We were going to put our stuff, our stuff in storage and then we we're going to take off for three months to collect content, to come back and to then to work on developing more courses. Jared, you know, I have a lot of appreciation and a lot of admiration and just for what he's done to help me out with all the editing and promotion. And he's been just a, a lifesaver for me in creating more bandwidth in my life. And I knew that, the lifestyle of being on the road wasn't going to be easy for him. Um, he admitted it. He was worried about it. Honestly, like a year prior to this point, I was sleeping in my car more nights than I, I could keep track of and tents in people's backyard. So the, the, the fact that he had a bed in my mind, it's all relative. Like I, I thought he had like it made, uh, but <laughs> and after like a week of being on the road with me in Texas, um, he, and I appreciate this. He said, Hey man, he's like, I don't think I can do this. I, I don't think I can manage this level of uncertainty, this level of hustle. Um, and I don't blame him. I'm not saying that he, he doesn't know how homeboy can hustle. The homeboy works his ass off. Uh, he is working 50 hours plus a week back in New Hampshire at, at the pizza place for the same people that we, we met, uh, where we met each other working. And he is a, a, you know, he is a keystone in that restaurant and he hustles and he does all my editing on top of it. I'm not saying he's not, he doesn't like the hustle. I'm saying that the, the lifestyle of not knowing where you're going to be sleeping tomorrow of seeing that I'm sleeping on the floor. So he has a bed to sleep in and just to, and to know that this is going to be what the life, our life is going to look like just craziness, Airbnbs sleeping with people who listen to the show, um, like not sleeping with them, but sleeping in their homes. You know what I'm saying? Um, and just that whole thing, like he, he couldn't, it wasn't for him and I don't blame him. So now Jared's out. So this is all happening in one month. Uh, Anna out. Don't blame her. 
Um, she's still a part of my life. She's still a friend. She still helps when she can. And I'm so grateful for her. Uh, Jared can't handle the, the lifestyle on the road. I total my car. Um, this is two weeks before I'm supposed to be leaving to, and I already have interviews lined up and scheduled in New Mexico and I'm dropping my first course ever and it flopped. I don't need to sound like a negative Nancy, but I was in kind of a shitty place. Um, I was just tired of being on the road, constantly moving for three months or sorry for two years in being in, in one spot, no more than three months at a time. Uh, you know, I was depressed. I was lonely. I, there's a lot missing in my life and I'm, I know it's worth it, but it's kind of funny. I'm saying I was, but this was literally uh, less than like a month and a half ago. So I'm coming out of it. Um, but it's all pretty relatively new stuff and, and everything that I'm saying right now, I'm sure it resonates with you when you spend 60 to 70 hours a week in your restaurant. Uh, it's a, it's lonely at the top when you're the leader, when you're the owner, um, you don't have your significant other to, to, to confide in because you just, you're not around them. And it's the same for me being on the road all the time. <laughs> uh, back to myself with the support of Anna and Jared, Jared's still doing my editing, but he basically he's not going to be on the road traveling with me. And the point of him ha- being on the road to travel with me was to collect all the video footage. So we have over 25 video interviews recorded right now. And we plan on, dropping those really soon. Um, but now the, the other variable too is I'm not only responsible for collecting all the audio, uh, content, but I'm also responsible for collecting all the video content on the road too. So just a lot of variables. My life is really being shook at this point, but you know, whatever, you know, it, it's pushing me outside of my comfort zone. That's kind of the mentality I had. So kind of pressing forward, um, you know, I had to cancel a bunch of at least two or three interviews that I had lined up. Um, when my, my timeline changed because my car was totaled, keep in mind, I I'm from New Hampshire. My car is registered in New Hampshire. I bought my car in New Hampshire. This isn't your, your status quo, uh, car accident. Like <laughs> a lot of things were messed up. So I don't, again, I'm not trying to sound like a negative Nancy. I'm just letting you into my life. I'm, I'm opening up. Um, they say that, you know, uh, share everything, right? Share your life. Good content is, is being real. It's being raw. It's being authentic. And that's what I'm trying to do with you right now to give you guys an idea of what's happening at restaurant unstoppable right now. So basically my, my per- perception of what the future of restaurant unstoppable was going to be is kind of, what did I say earlier? To scale, you need people on cash flow. Cash flow is still good the people that I needed to take this thing to the next level aren't where I thought they were going to be as far as the bandwidth they're going to have a restaurant stoppable. So it's making me really reassess of if it's time to incorporate all these courses. And honestly, that's kind of where I am right now. So one more quick break to thank our sponsors and then I'll be back to kind of assess the damage, let you know where I'm at uh, with what the future of restaurant stoppable looks like what I've learned from these lessons and uh, what you can do to be a part of the future. Bento Box is more, much, much more than just another restaurant website developer. It is a hospitality platform designed to disrupt third-party services that come between the restaurant and the guest. Bento Box puts the restaurant first and offers tools that drive high-margin revenue directly through the restaurant website. These tools allow you to easily update menus, promote and sell events, share your press and media attention with the world, sell gift cards, take catering orders and much much more in other words bento box puts you in control so that you can focus on what matters most your restaurant bento box is trusted and loved by over 5,000 restaurants worldwide because they empower restaurants to own their presence profits and relationships online sign up today at getbento.com slash unstoppable one more time that is getbento.com slash unstoppable all right i'm back and uh you know i think the real big lesson uh and i've kind of been hinting at it over and over again is that you know you need to get cash flow for scaling and you need the people for scaling Uh, i think as soon as you lose the people even if you have plans to scale you don't have the the people that you thought you were going to have it's time to, to tap the brakes and to reassess and 
to, to wait until you have the right people to scale. So that's kind of where I'm at. That's a big lesson, a takeaway, another big lesson, uh, an, you know, leaning into your strengths, uh, my strengths, and I don't mean to toot my own horn here. I think my strengths are people, emotional intelligence, empathy, uh, integrity, caring for the person that's right there in front of me. Um, I, I, I'm a hum, I'm a people person, you know, that that's where I shine. That's my sweet spot. And I think I conduct really great interviews and I host a great podcast to, to pardon me, but where I'm not strong is in the attention to detail, the technician stuff, the building, right? I'm not a good builder. I live in the clouds. As Gary Vaynerchuk says, I live in the clouds. I don't belong in the dirt. As, as Simon Sinek would say, I'm a why guy. I'm not a how guy. So, I need to stick with what I do best, which is just focusing on where I was a year ago, right? A year ago, I wanted to go deeper. I wanted to connect on a different level. I want to take this thing. Uh, I want to slow down. I want to get intimate. And I think I want to go back to where I was a year ago. I think I was on the right track a year ago. And I think the fact that I had all these people interested in, in joining restaurant unstoppable and supporting the vision and the, and the mission is a testament that that was the right move. So I'm going to go back to that mentality of, you know what? Just slowing down. I might spend the next two months in California, um, who knows? Uh, but I'm going to just be slow. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to go after really great people. And the other thing I think I'm supposed to be talking about the lessons I learned, not the future. I think, uh, the other big lesson I learned is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but when I was in Thailand, uh, I was using my friend and it's a, it's a, I'm ashamed, I'm ashamed to admit it. It's embarrassing to admit but I was out there primarily to get work done and to use him for his skill to get me what I wanted. Um, I can see that now I'm embarrassed about that. And, um, I didn't stop to just appreciate his company and our friendship and to not be completely focused on work. I was consumed with work the entire time I was there. I even went as far as telling him, Hey man, if you want to do something and um, you have an idea for like a, you know, if there's like a, a, an event or a, a party that's happening, just don't tell me. I, I just don't want to know because if I don't go, then I'm going to feel bad that I'm not going and just don't even, don't even invite me is what I told him. Cause I was just so focused on getting this done what a shitty thing to say, you know, like to, to fly, uh, you know, across the world to be with somebody who's hosting you and you're just there to do work. Maybe that had something to do with why he wasn't willing to give me this, this thing that he worked on. Um, maybe I was leaning too much on him. Maybe he didn't want anything to do with that. So, you know, the, I think the other lesson is know where, where, where to draw the line, um, to, you know, be grateful for your friends and to, um, not abuse those relationships. Uh, hard, hard pill to swallow, but you know, I think there's definitely a lesson there. And I think one other big lesson is I was focusing so much on what I was supposed to do. What I felt like was the natural evolution for restaurant unstoppable to take this thing to the next level. I forgot totally, uh, you know, about what I loved. You know, I, I lost sight of what I love to do. I was focusing on what I was supposed to do. I lost sight of what I loved to do which is to connect on a deep level with people to share their story, to make an example of them and to just to know that my work is serving others um, and to make it about the work, to make it about the connection, to make it about learning. And I, I think I put uh, growth uh, ahead of that uh, earning cash flow to support the people that I was trying to recruit. I think I put all that ahead of it. And um, I think it's something that we can all be guilty of when we're in our business and we're trying to, to scale the business. We, we look at all the little details, the things that we're supposed to do to make us a better business. And we lose sight of what we fell in love with in the first place or whatever, whatever the it factor was of our business. Um, the thing that we did best, we, we put the thing that we do best aside to focus on what what we're supposed to be good at, what we're supposed to focus on. And we lose sight of what really matters. And I think I, I'm willing to admit that I, I am a, I'm guilty of that. And then I'm a victim of that. Um, so just reconnecting with what really matters for me, which is making deep, impactful, meaningful connections and, and just finding people worth making an example of and giving these people a platform to stand on, to share their knowledge and their ideas and their mentorship. Just do that. Just do one thing really well. 
take care of other people, serve other people and opportunities will come your way. There's going to be more opportunities. So basically where I'm at right now, what the future of restaurant unstoppable looks like, I want to slow down. I need to slow down. Um, maybe I go to one episode a week. Who knows? Probably not. Probably going to still stick with the two episodes a week. Uh, but I'm not going to be concerned about getting three or four months scheduled out into the future. Maybe one month. Um, you know, and then I'll go home for a month and spend time with my parents and the dogs, you know, visit people I love and just, you know, take care of myself. I've, I've been putting myself, I've, I've gained 35, 40 pounds in the past two, three years. Um, you know, in the past month I've lost 10 pounds because I've really been just checking myself, um, reassessing my, my situation and the quality of life I want going forward. And, um, yeah. So, um, I guess that's where I'm at right now. Um, one more quick break to thank our sponsors and then I'll share uh, kind of my plan for the future and how I want to slow down and how you guys can be involved with this. If you're sick of paying multiple vendors and services to outfit your restaurant needs only to deal with the frustrations of technology that's clunky and void of that seamless experience that you so need, then you've got to check out Restaurant 365, a cloud-based restaurant-specific accounting and back-office platform that seamlessly integrates with your POS system, payroll provider, food and beverage vendors, and banks. With Restaurant 365, you'll have real-time reporting and analysis to make the best and most data-driven decisions no more guessing. Other features include detailed daily and labor data from your POS system, accounts payable automation, automated bank reconciliation, incorporated inventory management with guidance on reducing your food costs, and scheduling features to reduce labor costs and engage your employees, all saving you time, money, and headaches. Take action today and find out how Restaurant 365 is saving restaurant owners up to 5% on prime costs. That's awesome. Head over to restaurant365.com slash unstoppable and qualify for 30% off implementation and get a free inventory build within the system, a value of 5k. So I'm back. And uh, when I think about what I want restaurant unstoppable to be, I want it to be a platform to share stories, knowledge, and ideas to inspire, empower, and ultimately transform the industry. I, when I, I think of the word transform, what I'm really getting at is culture. I want to transform the values. I want to transform the culture of the industry. And I think we do that by sharing knowledge. Basically that's, that's what I'm getting at with that mission statement, uh, being open-minded, being open to different perspectives, uh, hearing different people's perspectives and just becoming a well-rounded person. I think if, if, if we get everybody to be open-minded and we, if we get everybody to be receptive to this knowledge that's being shared, I really do think we can transform the industry over time. Um, I want to change the reactive nature of the industry to a proactive future. I feel like we react to the market. We react to technology. We react to each other. We react to trends and I want to stop being so reactive and start being proactive and, I think we get there again by sharing knowledge, by being open-minded and by knowing that we don't need to live in a fear-based life. We can be proactive. We can learn how this world works and it's possible. The last thing I want to say is I want to be able to bring people together so we can get on the same page. Um, no more they're right. I'm wrong. We need to have a we mentality. The industry needs to have a we mentality. Uh, we, we can learn a lot from each other. If we, again, say open-minded and I want restaurant unstoppable to be the truth. So how do I do that? How do I make restaurant unstoppable the truth? I think my biggest unique selling proposition is that I have a lot of trust because people see that I do this the hard way to, to really get the right people on. I travel to get right in front of them to make an example of these people. Um, so I think the way to do that is just to, to be, to be slow about it. It's like food, you know, it's slow food, right? Or, you know, food done right. Takes time relationships done right takes time. Networking done right takes time. And it's hard to deliver two episodes a week um, and to really make meaningful relationships. So I just, I just think there's a slower, more organic way I can be doing this. And that's what I want to focus on going on to the future is better content, not necessarily the most amount of content. Um, not quite sure what that looks like. I think the other thing I can do to take this thing to the next level is to make restaurants stoppable more than just the Eric catch Tory show, but to, to pull in people who have the same values to make it more than just myself. And the way you make something more than just yourself is you create an entity, uh, a mission, a purpose, a vision, uh, a set of core values, right? 
to, to attract on other people that, that share the same, uh, that share the same values that you share. So you can make it more than just yourself, but you got to put that into the, the, the universe. You can't just expect people to know what you're thinking, what your values are and what your vision is. You got to share it. So that's what I'm going to do with you right now. And uh, after I read this to you, if I, after I go through this, it shouldn't take too long. I'm going to tell you how you can join other people that share these values and this vision and this, and this mission that I'm going to share with you right now. So you've heard me say it a bunch of times. The mission, the mission statement for Restaurant Unstoppable is to inspire, empower, and transform the restaurant industry. And we do that by making an example of people who are doing it right, by bridging the the best in the industry with those getting into the industry. What makes us special as a species is our ability to pass down knowledge to the next generation, to communicate that ability to communicate has been what's enabled us to, to evolve and to grow and to share knowledge and to become what we are today. So I think if we lean into that it factor, that, that variable that we all have and we become open-minded and we, we choose to share knowledge openly we can move into the future much faster, much more progressively. So that's what I mean by transform the industry. It's, it's transforming the culture. It's making, it's, it's opening the minds of people and it's, it's creating a culture of open-mindedness. And honestly, with all these different, um, these cultures uh, across the world melting into each other in different opinions and viewpoints. I mean, the world's smaller than ever before. The only way we're going to survive it, uh, this, this bleeding of cultures into one another and this, this like this knowledge overload is to be open-minded. We have to be open-minded. Uh, the vision I have for restaurant unstoppable. I'll just read it. We will be a network for the most respected and successful hospitality thought leaders to success, to selflessly share their stories, knowledge, values, and ideas with those who are eager to learn, realizing the full potential of the collective access to expertise support from their peers. We will drive a new era of humanity in empathy in the restaurant industry. So at any point, if this got, if this resonates with you guys, if you're shaking your head, if you're liking this and just keep listening on here, are the core values, there are seven. So don't worry. It's not going to go on forever. Uh, so keep in mind, this is the entity. This is the, the people who are a part of this, this, this unstoppable movement. If you will, I don't know what to call it yet. It's these are the core values that you'll share, or I would want you to have if you were a part of this community. We are a purpose-driven organization. This is the first core value. We are a purpose-driven organization. Our aim is to be the most trustworthy source of transparent information to help the restaurant and hospitality industry find balance and self-awareness. That's the first core value. I'll read it again. Our aim is to be the most trustworthy source of transparent information to help the restaurant and hospitality industry find balance and self-awareness. The second core value. We put service to others ahead of our own ambitions. We place the good of the tribe before our own personal gain. We are students of life. We are hungry for ideas and knowledge and surround ourselves with smart people. We will constantly be learning. That was the third one. The fourth one. We will frequently check our status quo or the status quo, including our own. We will frequently check the status quo, including our own relentless and open minds lead to great discovery. There is more information in the world that any one individual can ever know. No one has all the answers. We must be open-minded. We must be continually learning. Uh, we, this is number five. We value integrity over expediency. The easy road will not tempt us. We will be consistent and deliver on our promises. This is number six. We understand our outer growth begins with inner growth. We can only improve others by improving ourselves first. We will measure success by the quality delivered and the lives made better. Let me read that one more time. We will measure success by the quality delivered and the lives made better. Uh, this is the seventh one. We will make it all painfully authentic, AKA cool bitchin tight. So those are the core values. Um, those are the core values I want to live by. And those are the core values. I want to see the, the industry live by. 
And if these core values and this mission and this vision resonate with you, then I'm inviting you right now to join this Facebook group that I just created. It is the restaurant, sorry, is the unstoppable restaurant owners and operators private group. It's a closed group. Um, so if you're interested in joining that group, basically the way I see this group working is it's a support group. It's a place to lean on the community, other aspiring restaurant owners and operators to, um, to, to support one another, to share knowledge and to, uh, you know, hold each other accountable, whatever, you know, it, it's, it's a group to also influence the podcast. So whatever the conversations are having or are happening in the community is going to be my cue that maybe we should create some content around this. Maybe this is where you guys can make your recommendations. Uh, you can suggest guests. You can follow where I am. I can post the episodes to this group. Where we can have conversations on that. Uh, you, we can invite the, the actual guest to the group and say, Hey, like I'm going to publish your episode and I would love for you to, to join the conversation over in the Facebook group to discuss your episode. Like these are the things I want to do. This is what I mean by going deeper. And honestly, I'm, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a little depressed. I'm a little lonely on the road and it would be nice to have this group, a support group for me. I'm being a little selfish here. I'm not going to lie. I need to start connecting deeper on a deeper level with my listeners and, and I need it. I really need it. So um, again, head over to restaurant. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You can head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash. Uh, I believe this is going to be episode 655. I will link to that Facebook group um, and we can start growing that community right now. So I think this is the first step. Slow down, go deeper, focus on relationships. I'm excited for the future. And honestly, I'm excited to slow down. I'm unstoppable. I'm not stopping. Don't worry, but I am. I'm downshifting um, <laughs> so I can enjoy the view so I can take it in. Uh, so I can, you know, take those turns a little safer and not, you know, go spinning out of control. So I can't wait for the future. I'm excited to be going into the future with you guys. And I'm, um, and it feels good to, I think this is the most open and honest and authentic and real and transparent I've ever been on the show. And maybe I'll do more stuff like this. Maybe I'll just take an episode to, to share a story of an experience I had or feelings I have or thoughts I have, uh, it doesn't need to be go, go, go all the time. I can slow down. I can let you in. I can make you a part of this. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm feeling. I hope you're digging it. And like always guys, please reach out to me, Eric at restaurant I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my vision for the future. I'd love to hear who you think I should have on the show while I'm in California. That's where I'm headed in like a week. Um, follow me on Instagram, Eric, Cacciatore, E-R-I-C-C-A-C-C-I-A-T-O-R-E on on Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. Again, this is episode 655. Head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 655. I will have um, a summary of today's discussion, which won't really be much of one, but I'll absolutely link to that Facebook group. I think that's your call to action today. Join the conversation. Join the community. Let's make this thing more than just me. Let's make this a a bunch of people coming together to try to share knowledge and to find people to make an example of. All right. That's it for today, guys. Thank you so much for letting me get real and open and honest with you. I appreciate it until next time. Peace out.